Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Eureka, where I'm going to be sharing some of my absolute favorite moments from the show. Our first clip comes from a question we asked in October. If humans go extinct, what animal will take our place? It's fascinating to think about what the planet might look like when we aren't around anymore. We discussed what the key factors are to becoming a dominant species. We took a look at what animals have survived previous extinctions, and we looked at how animals are already changing in response to climate change. Here's a clip where Rick got very excited about giant insects. The world, the Earth, has changed massively over, you know, sort of geological time. Right. So the, the climate has been wildly different. Um, and you look at a planet that is, how was the Earth of four and a half billion years? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, life evolved about 3.8 billion years ago. Nothing very exciting for, you know, like a long, <laughs> long time, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually stuff starts kicking off in the, in, in the sea. Um, and so we're, we're right at the, um, at the sharp end, even with that long sort of 250 million year, 300 million year period that... Uh, that Dr. Elsa just mentioned. Um, so, but in that time when you've had animals around, the, yeah, the, the world has been wildly, wildly different. So big fluctuations in, yeah. in temperature, ocean acidity, levels of carbon dioxide, levels of oxygen. Um, and one of my, one of my favourite uh, bits, I suppose, is where, so quite early on, so 300 million years ago, say, yeah. um, uh, in in the Carboniferous, as the name implies, the Carboniferous was fantastic for plants. So carbon dioxide levels were quite high, um, which is great for plants because yeah. they're photosynthesizing and that's how they that's how they eat effectively. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they're then producing a lot of oxygen because that's a, a, a byproduct. Yeah, yeah. And so oxygen concentrations in the air are really quite high. And you sort of think, I wonder if that's made a particular difference to anything and it did make a difference to insects so insects didn't are they around. get massive yes they did and it's it's great this is the kind of stuff that immediately just makes people grin when you think about it so the reason that insects are small now is that so i mean obviously 
this is pretty clear. They don't have lungs or anything. The way that they they breathe is they have these kind of little tubes called I think called trachea, but I might have made that up. Uh, and they sort of just absorb oxygen from here. And there's a limit to how much oxygen they can get in, yeah. and that limits their their, their body right. size. But if you increase the concentration of oxygen in the air, then they can get more oxygen in and they can grow. And right. did they grow? Uh, yes, sir. They grew. Uh, so you've literally got you've got dragonflies that are the size of hawks. Oh, you've got you've got um, not millipedes, but something that was similar to a millipede, the size of a person. It's great stuff. I presume um, we, there wasn't anything like us around. No, but no, no. We wouldn't have grown anything any larger, would we? Because we don't no, process no, no, oxygen in yeah, that yeah, way. No, yeah, but it wouldn't have made that right. difference to us. So, it it so would have made some differences, but so not we, that. So we would have been this size. Yes. And the insects would have been the same size. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. So there's a kind of, um, you know, oh, a, a reasonable, so and we'll go on to talk about this, but there's a reasonable sort of um, guess that if we were wiped out, Something that would happen is vegetation would suddenly. You look at all the all the sort of monoculture yeah. that, that covers so much of the land. That's going to disappear and very quickly. You're going to get vast amounts of vegetation and 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 forestation all over the uh, all over the globe. And then that's going to increase the amount of oxygen. And suddenly, insects once again are like get huge. Now then, um, and so you you genuinely could have things with exactly the same body plan but like a praying mantis the size of a dog oh no thank you yeah so we become prey <laughs> and then like massive well we're already dead remember yeah but if i mean there could be like one or two survivors who keep a, a small lineage of humans going i'm, I'm just getting rid of us i think you've but got can to you imagine just get living alongside that i don't i don't really want to I feel like a prime mantis is, is taking no, care of No, I'll be back on the vodka again, yeah. just like, drink myself to death. <laughs> I'd rather that than getting done by a praying mantis. Burning Lewis Dartnell's book. Just... <laughs> Where's the big insects, Lewis? And you the didn't thing... mention the big insects. Um, and also our friends, the um, the cockroach, oh, uh, they they have survived all five mass extinctions, of course, <laughs> uh, and they, they would probably get big as well. Oh. So you've probably got... You know, the size of big rats. Literally, a shiver just went down my yeah, spine. Yeah, yeah, huge cockroaches. Rats, rat scurrying around. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'm not going. So that's so that's yeah. a possibility. Recently, there's been an increasing amount of research to suggest that repeated concussions can have serious consequences. We wanted to find out more by asking: Is concussion a real issue in sports right now? In this clip, we talk about how concussions can affect people in different ways. It's quite a broad spectrum of things that you can see off the back of a concussion. And so we got Hannah to explain the kind of things you might see. So I guess blackout, um, something that we can all recognise, sort of being knocked out, um, vomiting, dizziness. I guess they're the kind of standout concussion symptoms but these can be kind of much more minor again with the subconcussive you might not feel any of those things kind of straight off the bat but I think you know concussion can manifest very differently in different people um some people have an outpouring of emotion there's been rugby players who have been on the side of the pitch and just burst into tears and that's not because like you know they're really hurt but it's kind of that's where the concussion has manifested with them. So it isn't a kind of one-size-fits-all situation, which I think also, again, makes it much more difficult to manage or to kind of attempt to manage because it doesn't look the same for everyone. Something like a blackout, obviously, we know what that is, but people can still blackout whilst being conscious. 
you know, there's players that have said that they have finished a game, driven all the way home, and then not known how they've got there. Driving for two hours to get home, or, you know, players not remembering the second half of the match. They've just kind of got through on adrenaline. So they've blacked out during play, but they're they're still active. It's, it's a minefield. <laughs> so that just sounds awful. Like there's there's actually so much that can happen if you if you injure the brain. Yeah, it's sort of it's, it should be obvious, shouldn't it? Yeah, I mean it's why if you don't smacking, drop people on their heads, isn't yeah. it? You know, it's sort of like you know that the head is yeah. is, is kind of vital and important, but actually this is a you know a whole range of human activities where we basically permit bad things to happen to the head. Mm, mm. And you compare it to the fact that I can really vividly remember my mum saying every time you hit your head you lose a hundred brain cells. Yeah, I think you no, said I think that that's, before, yeah. yeah. Like, that, that's, I mean, made up, but also probably true. Not the number necessarily, but you are definitely like doing yourself It's not a doing you any good, is it's it? It's not doing it's you not any good. It's not just like a punch on the arm. And the, the, the brain is incredibly sophisticated. And of course, if you're damaging it, there are going to be some unpleasant consequences. Yeah. Um, and I, I think actually something that we can't really go into that much just because we don't quite understand it, but is really worth mentioning is that when it comes to people experiencing concussions differently, there is a, there is a real difference between men and women. So women sustain for some reason, much more severe concussions and oh. take longer to recover. Um, not enough evidence at the moment to say why that is, and it needs more investigation and research. Hopefully that will will happen. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, so some sort of possible explanations are... And this one is, I, th- I think, feels plausible. Just on average, women's neck muscles... Uh, and, and necks are thinner. Yeah, yeah. So the neck is, uh, there's less muscle in the neck and it's less uh, strong and therefore slightly less able to act as a buffer, really, yeah, to, yeah. to a it's big absorbing knock less to energy, the head. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that that's one explanation. There's some really interesting stuff around the effect of hormones. So, and again, this is small sample size stuff, but um, it looks like a different stages of uh, a woman's menstrual cycle mm. a concussion will be better or, or worse which is okay. sort of like really yeah. hard to get your head around why that might be to the extent that um, people have suggested that taking contraceptive so a contraceptive that effectively in very broad terms a sort of contraceptive pill just evens out the, the hormonal levels right and if you were to take something like that it might improve your recovery and, and severity of uh, concussions. Right. Which this is, is clearly something we don't know a lot about, though, don't, isn't it? Don't don't know very much at all about it. No. Right. But it's being it's being worked on. There's some there's some pretty yeah. I think there's some pretty compelling evidence around, but n- nobody nobody really knows right, why. Yeah. yeah. Not going to understand yeah. uh, where the where the causality is. The number of smokers in the UK has been declining for quite some time. But plenty of young people are picking up vaping instead. Do we know how dangerous it is? This next clip comes from an episode where we asked whether vaping could be our next public health emergency. So vaping's been around for, what, 15 years? Yeah, 20, yeah. 20 yeah, tops, yeah. but... 
Well, for our friend, maybe 20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah our early adopter. But more um, the thing that just anecdotally I'm seeing and hearing about a lot from teachers actually in schools is that young people are really using it a lot more. Do we, do we have any research about the, I guess, the accessibility of vaping for, for young people? Yeah, so um, obviously, you know, what you see is like bright colours and fruity flavours as well, you know, are obviously the the thing. Um, a bit like, you know, when Alco Pops sort of first yeah, came onto yeah. the market, the yeah. idea of mixing fruit juice with, you know, with alcohol. And all of a sudden you had something that was really palatable to young people. Yeah. And, and I think this is a kind of similar thing. But um, I asked uh, Dr. Katie whether this is, in fact, attracting more young people. So there are studies about the associations between vaping and smoking and young people vaping before they start smoking. And one of the top lines from the report is that if you don't smoke, don't vape. And vaping isn't risk-free, um, particularly for young people who have never smoked. But obviously you do get people vaping first and then smoking first. However, the evidence suggests that youth are also likely to smoke first and then vape first. I think it's just that a lot of the focus is on the vaping and transitioning to smoking. And again, the evidence suggests that kids who try stuff try lots of different things. So if you try vaping, you also are more likely to try smoking, not because of the vaping, but because you're a person in a certain setting or or part of a certain group or in a certain environment that means you're likely to try both products not that the vaping causes the smoking so essentially just if you're the sort of person who is interested in trying something new interested in sort of yeah. seeking novelty yeah then yeah you might try vaping and then you might also try smoking but it's more about you than it is yeah. the vape. So you'll be on the statistics as maybe having vaped first and therefore, you know, and then gone on to smoke. Therefore, you know, they see it as a gateway. But, but actually, it's not causal. No, I, I don't yeah. think there's much evidence that it really is causal. Mm. That said, I think there's a lot of doctors and, and, and medical professionals who are sort of starting to say, no, you know, we've got to stop vaping because it's, it's going to lead to at least a generation hooked on nicotine. And they're, you know, they're you know, we're going to have this sort of terrible sort of healthcare catastrophe coming. So, so the guy called Andrew Bush, right, mm. who's a consultant paediatric chest physician at Royal Brompton Harefield Hospitals, he said in The Guardian, I'm concerned that we are sleepwalking into a public health catastrophe with a generation of children hooked on nicotine. And um, he was part of a, a group that put out this statement from the European Academy of Paediatrics, and I'll read it. So, so they said, the EAP notes that nicotine is itself a drug of addiction with toxicity to the fetus, child and adult and were vapes only to contain nicotine. They used to create a new generation of addicts would be rigorously opposed. However, e-cigarettes include numerous unregulated chemicals, including known carcinogens, whose acute and long-term toxicities are unknown. The EAP asserts that there is incontrovertible evidence that the acute toxicity of e-cigarettes is greater than that of traditional tobacco smoking. So it's like, whoa, that's, that's, that's a very that's strong, strong statement, That's, that's right? strong stuff. And I think I've got a number of issues with it. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, well, I mean, first, there, was, there, was, was a, there was a study published in March that said it's not, there's no gateway effect. You, know, you can't find it. Uh, irrespective of the gateway effect, that um, European Academy of Paediatrics quote is mad on, an, on a number of levels, I think. Firstly... Um, they're saying if if the vape only contained nicotine, they would still oppose that because it creates a new generation of addicts. 
but you're not telling me what is wrong with nicotine. Like, what, yeah, what yeah, is nicotine yeah. doing that yeah. is bad for someone? Like, they're saying yeah. there's, there's toxicity to the fetus, child and adult. I don't think I've ever seen anyone claim that or back No, that. no. So, I mean, you can't just make it up. Also, toxicity is, a, is a, you know, that's, a, that's too vague a term. Really it? vague. You know, so... Um, Anyway, so there's, so there's nothing wrong. Like, I suppose my point is, there's nothing wrong with being addicted to something if that thing doesn't yeah. cause you any harm. Is there? Well, I don't think so. If I'm addicted to exercise, I mean, for example, well, me, I'm I'm addicted to caffeine. You know, unashamedly, yeah, and, and, and you know, I think I am as well. The only, I mean, if I don't drink caffeine, then I I get a headache. Yeah, I, I, do. I just do drink caffeine. So yeah, it's fine. exactly. And so because like, it's widely available, yeah, what is the issue? Like, I don't yeah, think I don't think it's doing me any harm. I, you know, people would say, "Oh, you know, it affects your heart health," or you know, but not mm. to any significant degree. Look at me; I'm just fit as a butcher's dog. So, you yeah, know. I mean, you, I, I look at you and I think this guy, what, fifty-one? But he's fifty-two. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, so I guess my point of reading that out is, is you know, on the one hand, you know, our experts for this program are saying, you know, there's no evidence that it's actually problematic, and we're not seeing toxicity levels. Mm. higher than, than their sort of average yeah. population. Doesn't look uh, like a gateway. Yeah, it doesn't look like of, a gateway. Mm. And then other, you know, other groups of professionals are saying, you know, this is a, a catastrophe in waiting kind of thing. And so there's no sort of consensus and there's actually confusion really about it at the moment. And uh, fundamentally, are you going to, I mean, have you ever succeeded in stopping young people smoking mm. or taking nicotine or other drugs? You know, nobody's ever succeeded in that. Is this coming from, um, and apologies for a sort of vague pun in what I'm about to say, that scientists have had their fingers burnt <laughs> in the past by tobacco companies and now they are just on red alert that they just cannot bear the thought of that happening again, what happened with cigarettes? Maybe, yeah. Which, yeah. And which, to be fair, is a legitimate... Yeah. It's sort, sort of, of concern, an un- but unconscious it's, bias. It's, it's, almost like it's a unscientific. It's sort of like a conflict of interest in the other direction, in a way, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's like yeah. you're so concerned not very, to, very not to endorse anything to do with you know mm. big tobacco, quite understandably. Yeah, that you yeah. actually might be overreacting to uh, you know what's going on in in this particular instance. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Almost all of us will be affected by cancer in some way during our lifetimes. So Rick and I were fascinated to be joined by Dr. Kat Arney to find out whether we'll ever find a cure. Here's a clip from our episode, Can We Beat Cancer? I suppose there's a there's a slight issue with the way that we frame the discussions around cancer, which is we're looking for a cure a for cure, cancer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there is definitely not going to be a single cure for cancer. I, I think that's pretty yeah. clear. And it's, we already have different drugs that work better for different cancers, yeah. don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, there's a so there's a re, this is a really and I, I'm quite nervous about uh, sort of bigging up any result too much because I think there's a there's a lot of that yeah and I think it's quite um I think it be it can be quite sort of psychologically difficult for people with cancer sort of seeing quite grabby headlines about stuff yeah yeah because you see a headline saying oh th- well this 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 cancer drug looks like it's working perfectly yeah. and they're immediately like why why aren't I on that yeah I should be on this yeah. I'm not getting the right thing like it's just sort of it, it's it's tricky, and I think you have to be you have to be careful. But with all that said, in June this year, I think it was June, there was um, a really yeah small trial. So there's 18 patients who've got uh, who had rectal cancer, and and all of them had gone through some really like tough treatment. So yeah. chemotherapy um, and and uh, radiotherapy. Uh, and and surgery, a lot of them, you know, needing like colostomy bag, like they're you know in quite a bad. So sort of effectively, the kind of people where you're like, look, are you up for just trying this thing? And they're like, well, fuck it, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. At this point, like why not? And so they all took this this drug that is called dostarlimab, right? Yeah, whatever. Never heard of um, it. No, <laughs> no. But you might do in in the future. So they took this drug, and cancer vanished in. All of them. What? So, you know, so all, all of the available scans. So sometimes you can miss cancer, but they've yeah, they've, yeah. They've, they've done everything that we every way they, that we they, know they how twice. to. Yeah, 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 exactly. They've done the MRI scans. They've done endoscopies. They've done physical exams. They've it, like it's it's sort of yeah. they're as sure as they can be that it's just gone in all of them, and wow. okay. and they don't need they don't need further treatment. And it and it's genuinely like everyone's a bit like. I mean, quite cautious because I don't think it's ever happened before with a with a with a cancer treatment. Yeah, I've We've never had heard that, of that hit rate, and so, but it's sort of <laughs> I've been giving it the preamble of don't get took. That is quite exciting. Yeah, I was going to say we're kind that. of done. They they don't need my money anymore. Yeah, <laughs> give it to the cold fusion guys. <laughs> so that's pretty. Um, that that feels like a, a, a cause for optimism. But that is just one very specific type of cancer. So yeah, re- rectal cancer. Okay. Um, but pretty good. 
But if it is that good, I mean, everything in me, like, alarm bells are ringing. It's like, there's going to be so many caveats to this, presumably. Well, because... I mean, I mean, the first, the first and obvious caveat is 18 is a tiny, is tiny, a tiny trial. They're all very advanced. Uh, ve- ve- very advanced, but you'd sort of think that would make it Harder more to... impressive. Yeah. Okay. Rather I'm looking for the kind of but no, I know, the Achilles yeah. heel of the whole thing. Yeah. Really. I, I think at the moment, everyone's like, well, we we can't see a reason not to celebrate this. Yeah, it's but funny because every time I see one of those research. headlines, I just never read that that thing. No, because no. I'm just like, oh god, here we go, another y- y- false hope, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think this is one where it's legitimate to offer some hope. I think right in a sea of articles which really have no. Uh, well, I, no, the articles are normally sort of fine. Or certainly when you get to the end, anyway, when they yeah, when they do yeah. a disclaimer at the end of yeah. like, oh, we only did this in mice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should probably also say that you know you don't have any shares in the in the company that makes this thing. Oh no, I do. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon as as soon as I read about it back in June, I was like, yeah, cash me in, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's called. Uh, well, let me find it again. Dostar uh, Dostar Limab. Um, and uh, I, I highly recommend it to everyone. <laughs> so irresponsible. Uh, it, it's uh, you get uh, the medication, and it, this you'll like, and you can see why I invested. Um, it's every three weeks for six months, uh, and it costs eleven thousand dollars per dose. Oh, so this guy. <laughs> It's catching. <laughs> so they, uh, so uh, amazingly, they're not giving it away for free. You know, they've done something great for humanity, and and yet they're still saying people have to pay for it. When we started this podcast, I really wasn't expecting any of our experts to use the phrase cockwomble or spunk trumpet, but here we are. The final clip I want to share with you today is a bit of bonus content from our episode "Is Swearing Good for You," which I have to say was one of my all-time favourites. We actually got a bit of additional stuff from from Emma because I realised that we hadn't asked her quite an important question, which is, what's your favourite swear word? Oh, yeah. I really love the portmanteau ones, uh, things like cockwomble and spunk trumpet, uh, fart badger. Um, but I think actually my favourite swear words, the ones that give me the most joy, are the ones that are uttered by the children in our house. Uh, it's possibly going to sound a little outrageous, but when they correctly use a swear word to express their frustration or their dismay or in order to try to be funny i know that they're carrying on that tradition of you know feeling bad at losing at a card game and writing a note to me saying that they are fucking annoyed there's part of me that wants to point out that there is a c before the k in fucking but there's also that feeling that yeah this flame of swearing part of what makes us so human has been passed on to the children in our family and i'm okay with that you don't hear that attitude often enough. <laughs> so <laughs> like, good, isn't it? Delighted. <laughs> Play that to your mum. <laughs> I th- m- your mum. I mean, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Your mum's good. Your mum's solid. Um, I mean, with me and uh, my friends use that still quite a lot. Uh, it's thing, sort of, things it's that I'm going to do to well, your, your mum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. 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 It's got everything. Um, I the, the This is not swearing but it's a sort of good example of transgression the hardest i can ever remember my dad laughing was uh at we'd, we'd just been so we, we didn't really the, the setting is quite important i think we didn't used to sit 
at a table to eat dinner very often at all. We'd just mm. sit, we'd have trays and we'd just sit and watch the telly. Yeah. That was that was the vibe. But my um my nana was staying with us. And so we had eaten at, at the table. And so it was my dad, my mum, me. I would have been sort of like nine or ten, something like that. And me and my dad loved Blackadder when, right, I, was, yeah, when I was growing yeah. up. Really loved it. Would watch it a lot. And out of nowhere, I've just sort of I don't know why, I genuinely don't know why I've said it, but I've just quoted a bit of Blackadder. <laughs> I just said, I'll do anything to anything, animal, vegetable or mineral. <laughs> Which is a fantastic line. <laughs> my, my dad just got, he's absolutely pissing himself. My 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 mum's obviously disgusted. My nana's disgusted. My dad then feel it. You know how that happens. Like my dad has basically got like schoolboy yeah, 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 yeah. He know he knows this is bad. Yeah. He knows this is his fault. <laughs> it was amazing. It's a good yeah, one of my favourite memories. Transgression is everything. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this special compilation. You can listen back to all of those episodes right now wherever you like to get your podcasts. We'll be back with more episodes of Eureka very soon. Eureka is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.